Hey, this is Rupa. It's been two weeks since voters elected Donald Trump. The U.S. is in that weird limbo between presidents, and Americans are about to mark Thanksgiving. For some, the holiday could be an opportunity to confront the divide exposed by this election, confront it as individuals with family members who voted differently. We put out a call on the world asking people to tell us how they plan to handle politics this Thanksgiving. This episode is a representative sample of the many, many responses we received. What stood out more than anything else was how people feel like others, even within their own families. They're scared of having tough conversations, even with the people closest to them. Maybe this is over the top, but altogether, the messages made me imagine many cold civil wars at dinner tables across the country. Families disagreeing about things as basic as what the U.S. stands for and not being able to talk about it. Maybe this holiday could be a barometer for how Americans will handle things now. However cold or hot or civil or uncivil these Thanksgiving conversations are, maybe they'll give us a clue about what will happen in the country now. Or maybe not. Listen for yourself and decide. I'm Rupa Shinoy, and this is Otherhood. I divided the responses into a few categories. The first one is the people who called in to point out that there are families out there that can come together and celebrate the holiday without being derailed by politics. Hi, I'm Kay from Herndon, Virginia. I grew up in a household where my grandmother would have voted for Satan if he was on the Democratic ticket, and my father would vote for Satan if he was on the Republican ticket. There were red faces, blood pressure, people afraid of strokes and heart attacks every election in my household growing up. And when the evening was done, we all hugged and kissed and said goodnight. This Thanksgiving, we will all be spending it together. And I'm sure there will still be a lot of huffing and puffing. And then we will still kiss each other and go to bed because we were raised. This is America. You're allowed your own opinion. You must respect the other person's opinion. And once the election's over, even if we don't feel it's been won fairly, you get behind and you keep working for your own agenda, but you get behind the person in the office. Hi, this is Tristan from Clinton, South Carolina. I'll be an adult, just the same as you'll be adult. And it'll be okay, because it's not the end of the world. I didn't vote for Trump, but I'm not mad. This is how democracy works. Get over it. Good afternoon. My name is uh, Julio, and I am calling from the San Francisco Bay Area. And I tell you, I, like my wife, we both voted for Hillary Clinton. We wanted her to win, and certainly I was devastated when she didn't win. But I happen to have a daughter that's in her 40s and grandchildren, and my daughter voted for Donald Trump, as did my son-in-law. I actually have a sister and, and her husband that lived in, live in Indiana that voted for Donald Trump, and... To me, I guess ultimately it comes down to uh, respecting each other's uh, wishes on your political views. You know, you don't always have to uh, agree on everything, but I think, uh, I guess like they say, you uh, agree to disagree. John, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, I think that you should be able to talk to each other and express your views without fighting. So I think it would be a sad view of the world if we're not able to talk with their own family, live with their whole life, and 
not be able to do that in a civil way. But some families don't want to risk it. They think it's better to avoid politics altogether. That's the next category. Hi, this is Jim from Eugene, Oregon. We're having a big family Thanksgiving this year. And in order to avoid the political discussion, I've made a hat with a sign on it that says, I tried to talk about politics at Thanksgiving, and now I'm in a timeout. My name is Annie Jones, and I live in Shelby, North Carolina. My son is having everyone at his home for Thanksgiving dinner, and he's posting this on the front door. He says, welcome to Thanksgiving dinner. I really want it to be a winner. However, one very important matter, it will help to stay away from all political chatter. Thank you very much. We do have a split family with this Trump stuff. Hi, this is Pamela calling from Sarasota, Florida. We've put down a new rule in our house that nobody under 80 is allowed to talk about politics. Happy Thanksgiving. Hello, name is Mike, calling from Massachusetts, and my family is very divided. Uh, wife voted for one way, I voted the other, and uh, I voted for Trump, she voted for Clinton. We're getting together with the rest of our family. Nice situation in my family is we know that it is over, it's done, and we just have to live, you know, go on and hope our country goes in the right direction now. Hi, I'm Tony calling from Los Angeles. We're going to have Thanksgiving dinner. We have a big, big family. And I actually did vote for Donald Trump at the last minute. I wasn't for either Hillary or Donald Trump. But at the last minute, I voted for him. And the reason I did was because of his views on Russia. My family, very surprisingly, were all Trump supporters. But there is one person I don't want to identify who is a significant other of a member of our family who is a Hillary supporter. And we actually, we cannot speak about politics at all because there's kind of a hysteria that comes up. This person literally gets hysterical and says, I will leave. I will not allow you to say those things. They're racist. They're this. They're that. And literally ends the conversation. Hi, Mark Jefferson in Tucson. We actually had a disastrous preview of our family dinner, and we knew we needed a solution. Let me say we have a representation all along the scale from left to the right. We have Democrats, Republicans, a Libertarian, and Independents in the room. We also have three generations of voting ages as well. Well, here's the story. My sister-in-law, who was visiting for a week, brought her friend over for a visit. And this is before the larger family gathering. The conversation quickly moved to politics, and my wife, who was quite passionate over the issues, was aghast with the views of the visitor. This led to a lot of things being unsaid out of politeness. And afterwards, it was all she and I could do to talk about this before the official family dinner. We knew we could not have this situation repeat itself with a larger crowd and even wider spectrums, and we thought about what we could do. My wife was brilliant when she came up with Pies for Peace, my wife, who is a fabulous baker, created a beautiful berry pie with a special crust topping in the shape of a peace sign. She covered it with blue sprinkles, if you catch that meaning. And I made a sign that said, this is a politics-free zone family event, with the notion that there would be no pie to the person bringing up politics. And as people came, they chuckled when they saw it and actually felt relieved. 
The irony was that my wife was the first person to mention the T word, and I quickly interrupted, no pie for you, and she stopped right then and there. Everybody laughed, and a good time was had by all. Which would you rather have, great pie or politics? The choice was clear for us. The choice to avoid politics was clear for a lot of people. But some folks do see this Thanksgiving as an opportunity to engage family members on the opposite side of the political divide. My name's Chris. I'm from Paris, Tennessee. Some family is divided, Democrats, Republicans, and Thanksgiving is still on. But no matter what, I will keep fighting for Trump. I understand where he's coming from. I believe what he believes in. And I will never stop trying to convince people what he really means compared to what Democrats, quote-unquote, actually think he means. Thank you. Hello. My name is Jade Flores, and I'm a 35-year-old mother of two. I was born in Monterey, Mexico, and brought here at the age of three by my mom and dad. I am currently with a partner of eight and a half years, who happens to be the only liberal out of a hardcore conservative Republican family. So coming to those family events has been a little little bit challenging sometimes. I remember the first time that I tried to share my thoughts on how there really isn't a realistic way to become documented, and I was told by his 75-year-old grandmother that that was bull because her Irish grandmother did it, and everybody should follow the law. So because she was my elder and because I was new to the family, I chose to just not argue and drop it. Maybe there was another way to handle it, but at that time, that's what I chose. Later, I see that his mother posts on Facebook a billboard saying, Immigrants, keep on moving west because California has free food, medical service, and education. Man, that really that just really struck a nerve, you know. Most of my family is undocumented and has migrated to this country. So I decided to comment on it. And of course, it all blew up. There was a back and forth uh, of comments. And again, <laughs> I learned you should just not rock the boat and try to keep the peace here in this family. So years have passed now, and I've gone to lots of holiday dinners, listened to how they're supporting this candidate and that candidate, and how they know this politician and that judge. So I still try to stick to topics that can help us bond. But to be honest, I just don't feel 100% me. I feel like I have to repress this other side of me that I know they're going to not understand or be against. During the election, my partner decided to send a couple of texts to his mother and sister, shaming him basically for helping elect this type of president or this type of person for our president. And as you can imagine, this caused all sorts of drama. I ended up on the phone call with his mom and sister, and they were asking me about him and whether I was going to go to Thanksgiving and how the holidays were going to look and whether we should cancel our family vacation and this is all so uncomfortable so I tried to just say hey well mom had a good point let's just not talk politics which kind of sucks but it's a good idea right there's way too much fighting going on another thing I am actually working with an organization called United with Dream there's a lot of dreamers and we're working really hard to try to make Houston a sanctuary city I'm kind of nervous about presenting this to his family. 
I'm not sure they're gonna really like it very much. <laughs> uh, obviously, this is all so uncomfortable. So I've been talking to my families, my family and my friends, and even my therapist to try to figure out how to go about my next step because I may have a platform here. I may be able to get some empathy from them and show them a side that I don't think they've ever seen. I mean, they don't know about my cousin, my own friend, who I was very close to, that was deported just because he was riding in a car. He didn't commit a crime. He just rode in a car and was asked by the police officer whether he was documented or not. They don't know about my aunt that had to leave after that because he was her main source of income. Or about my cousin and her husband and her two kids who were so close to my oldest daughter they had left because they're scared. They're scared to live in fear of deportation. I really hope that I can bring it up to the table. Although I have to say I'm really pessimistic. I just feel like I'm going to be met with a lot of resistance. Um, I still have a cousin here in Houston who's covered under DACA. But now I don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what's going to happen. I wish I could get them to see this kind of stuff. I'm really not sure if I'm going to have the courage, honestly, to bring it up. But this is what, if I do bring it up, I'm going to do. I'm going to bring it up in a more personal way. Hopefully they can empathize and maybe possibly see a little, a little bit of what I see. I don't know. Anyways, wish me luck and good luck to all of you guys who are going through something similar. That sense of trepidation was widespread. A lot of people have a sense of dread. They have no idea what to expect from their own family. Eric Quesada, I'm calling from Los Angeles, California. I'm an educator. I work in the LAUSD school system. I'm a guidance counselor. I work with a lot of students every day, and I have to have conversations with them every day about their status and being undocumented. And a president like Trump was very terrifying. It is very terrifying. And my brother voted for Trump. And we are both Latino. We grew up in a single parent household. Our parents emigrated to this country. And for him to vote for Trump was very surprising to me. I, it's not anything I expected. And it's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving for sure. I have to navigate those spaces and be mindful of the fact that he's still my brother and he didn't vote against me or against any of the things that I do with my students in terms of guiding them. But I think he just really identified with what Trump had to say about business and the economy. And it's going to be an interesting Thanksgiving, to say the least. Thanks for the time. Bye-bye. My name is Emily, and I'm calling from North Carolina. I will be a buffer this holiday as I am spending my time with my family my husband's family, who are Democrats and Republicans, um, both extremes on both sides. And so I'll do my best. Hello, my name is Binta. I'm calling from New Hope, Minnesota. I'm an immigrant from West Africa, Liberia. I am for Trump. I've always been a Democrat, but when Trump came on, I like his views about the economy, I know he talked about immigration. My husband is for Hillary. Um, in the house, it's been very heated up. Um, 
and some family member are for Hillary, but I, I just like Tom's view. So I was scared to talk about it at work. And when I bring it out, people got angry. And at one point, my husband said to me, if you continue to be for Trump, when you cook in this house, I will eat. But I've always been for Trump. I think he's going to do great. We, we are going for Thanksgiving in two days. I know we will be divided. Most of my family are for Hillary. And I think just two of us for Trump. I'm going to see what happens. God bless America. Kathy from Sarasota. I'm a Trump supporter. My fiance is a Hillary supporter. And this family want me to come for Thanksgiving. And it's very awkward because we had some discussion on Facebook. So I don't know how I'm going to handle it. Hi. I'm an actually a middle-aged white uh, evangelical voter, but I did not vote for Trump. And I feel strongly that his uh, rhetoric and policies are not a Christian value. But 90% of our family is for Trump for those reasons. And we're very divided. And we've already had, unfortunately, some words. And I felt heavy in my heart asking for forgiveness. But I'm dreading the next time we see them, which will be Thanksgiving and Christmas. So it'll be interesting. I've been reading everything I can on how to deal with it. And it said, everything I'm reading is saying, you know, if, if you can't agree, just avoid the topic altogether. So we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping for reconciliation and not tense time. All right. Thank you for letting me share. Hi. This is Monica from Plantation, Florida. I'm very upset regarding sitting in the same table and giving thanks with family. To me, it's not about a Republican winning, even though I'm Democrat. I do respect the differences. What I cannot understand is that whoever voted for Trump, it's totally against my values. Hi, my name is Kate, and I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. I was a Bernie voter and then a Hillary voter, and both my father-in-law and mother-in-law were Bernie voters as well, but when it came to the election, my father-in-law went for Trump, and my mother-in-law did not, and I actually was very appreciative when she called me for a completely unrelated reason after the election and listened to me vent my fear and despair to her and my horror at the fact that her husband had, to my mind, voted against the future of his only grandchild, my 13-year-old son. So I told my mother-in-law that I know her husband is kind and generous, but I couldn't square that with his alignment with Trump and both, uh, both Trump's behavior and his policies. And I decided I wouldn't go to their house for Thanksgiving because I couldn't imagine not confronting my father-in-law about his choice. And I didn't want to potentially create emotional havoc <laughs> or put myself through the discomfort of staying silent. So what I've come to, if I'm brave enough to follow through, is a plan to ask my father-in-law if we can speak privately, not on the holiday, just him and me out to coffee or something, and try to talk it out in a less fraught way and see where that leads us. And then I'll decide whether to stay clear from their Thanksgiving table. So thank you for the opportunity to talk this out. Bye. And now the final category, the one that by far got the most responses. People who aren't going to spend this Thanksgiving with extended family. Politics have already created a bitter divide that's too wide to overcome. Hi, I'm Sally from Oregon. I grew up in the D.C. suburbs. 
And on Thanksgiving, I'm cooking dinner for my husband, his parents, and my two teen girls. I blocked my own mother on Facebook and Instagram the day after the election results. Um, when she texted me to ask for an explanation, I told her I needed a break from politics. And she started texting me about her politics. So I repeated my text and asked her to stop, but she got angry and called me a liberal fool, which she does often. So anyway, I'll unblock her and I'll send cards to her telling her how much I love her and miss her like I always do, but I just don't miss being away from her anger and I'll probably never go home again. Hi, my name is Shannon Galpin and I'm currently living in Colorado. I'm originally from North Dakota and I am headed to Standing Rock to spend all week in solidarity with Standing Rock protesters ahead of what's happening with worrying situations around what's happening with the Trump presidency and, and our environment and wanting to stand in solidarity and, and to be there for, for Thanksgiving as a direct response to what has happened with the election. My name is Bud. I'm calling from Chicago, Illinois. I'm originally from Youngstown, Ohio. I'm very much in the news during this election. I am purposely not going home to Youngstown, Ohio to celebrate Thanksgiving with my very democratic Italian family of nine brothers and sisters because of how the town and the state treated the election. We have a town that supported Donald Trump in the papers. Our Chamber of Commerce put a statue of Donald Trump in front of the Chamber of Commerce building. Isn't that a nonpartisan organization? The president of our public university came out in support of John Kasich. A public university should not be supporting either candidate. So I'm not going home for the first time in many years to Youngstown, Ohio, to spend with my big Italian Democratic family who all voted for Hillary Clinton because I won't add to the commerce of the state of Ohio and the city of Youngstown. I'd rather put it into a sanctuary city like Chicago, Illinois. Thank you. To answer your question, yes, this election has completely divided my family. My name is Jill, and I'm a college-educated white woman living in North Carolina with my Puerto Rican husband, his two Puerto Rican kids, and our mixed son. As the campaign season was heating up, it became quickly apparent that we were not aligned with any of our neighbors, or most of our county for that matter. Trump signs were beginning to feel like Confederate flags, each one giving us an uncomfortable feeling in the pit of our stomachs. We watched all of the debates as a family. We listened to NPR together. We take information in from several sources to teach our kids how to make educated, fact-based opinions. My parents, who live nearby, they don't like to discuss politics. They've done pretty well for themselves and have had quite a bit of fortune, and they've always claimed to be registered as independent, proudly voting for the best person. They didn't say much this campaign season, but when they did speak up, they went with their old standby. They're both terrible options. Doesn't matter who gets elected. We're in trouble either way. I assume they'd sit this one out, but then came the story about the NAACP suing the Voter Integrity Project, and being the curious daughter that I am, I checked to see how my parents were registered, having learned that this information is made public. And I was disappointed to see that they had been registered Republicans for the last several elections, and I could see that they did indeed vote this time around during early voting. After lots of texting back and forth, they each finally admitting to voting for Trump, and once again said it was a choice between two evils, but this time... They said that Hillary was dangerous and had killed people, so they were simply voting against her. It was infuriating on so many levels, and I just hoped that come election day, all this nonsense would finally go away. 
But then the morning after, our kids were all very upset and with good reason. Our youngest, he's six, he asked his dad to paint his face white for his safety. We all cried a lot that day. It felt like idiocracy had taken over. The voters didn't do their homework. The mainstream media failed us. When our kids asked me how this could have happened, I wanted to say, ask my parents. But I was too ashamed and I didn't want them to feel what I was feeling towards them. I had some back and forth with my parents and they continued to avoid taking any responsibility for their votes. They call it a difference of political views. I call it a difference of core values. There's more history to our relationship and let's just say this election was the tipping point. I couldn't let them off the hook this time. Therefore, we will not be spending any of our holidays together this year. I almost wish I hadn't known where they stood, but then again, allowing them to embrace this ignorance teaches them nothing, and I think parenting should work in both directions. I hope they come to their senses, and until then, we will remain divided and silent. Hi, my name is Laura, and I'm calling from San Diego, California, and I'm just calling to, gosh, give you an idea of the tremendous stress that the election turnout caused. There's just been a huge divide in my family, and I'm so worried about Thanksgiving that I decided that I'm, I'm just not going to open my house. I'm the one that's most centrally located. We usually have everyone over to my house, and there's just been so many tears and so much fighting screaming and just you know we're such a passionate family and I can't believe we're so divided and I can't believe I just can't believe it I feel a little bit isolated and I can't really connect with anybody about it because I'm so afraid to say anything to anybody who I think could possibly be you know on the other side it's sort of like god I mean it seems like nowadays it's like all you have to say is just you know one wrong thing and Somebody's jumping all over you. So I just, whatever. Anyway, I hope this is useful. Thanks so much. Hi, this is Angela calling from Berkeley, California. Unfortunately, I will not be spending either Thanksgiving or Christmas with my family. I am a liberal Democrat, and they are conservative Republicans. And while we've lived most of our lives in relative peace together, this virtually struck a deep divide in our family. I grew up LGBT in a small, rural, northern California town, and while my family has had to endure many of the instances of discrimination that I have faced, from trauma to discrimination uh, on the job, because of identifying as LGBT, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to mean as much to try and preserve my rights in the face of this current election. And while everyone's entitled to their own opinions, it's, I think, very difficult to not take a vote for Trump uh, personally when he and his running mates have repeatedly threatened to strip away my civil liberties. My name is Hussein. Myself and my wife Carly reside in Philadelphia. We've been completely shocked by the election cycle and the outcome of the election and have decided to skip Thanksgiving. So we're headed west to enjoy the beauty of our country with our two kids and get some, you know, some solace. Just need to relax and uh, be amongst ourselves. One of the reasons we're doing this is because our family is somewhat split when it comes to the election outcome. And we just don't want to be in a political climate 
at the Thanksgiving table. We don't want to be in a political debate. So we've decided to skip Thanksgiving, and we did this before we knew the outcome of the election, as we predicted that Trump would prevail. So, yeah, I guess it's going to be a lonely Thanksgiving for some of our relatives and for us, but hopefully we can all find some calm in not debating at the table this year. Thanks a lot. Happy Thanksgiving. Hello, I'm calling from Massachusetts, and I am a progressive Democrat, and just recently found out that I have a brother, two brothers and a nephew who are alt-right, which make, has really made me feel incredibly disturbed and confused about who they are and and knowing that we we all had the same growing up experiences by they would choose that particular um, political group. Um, I shared words with them on Facebook and have unfollowed and defriended um, either or my two brothers and my nephew and feel really saddened and um, deeply disturbed about it. I don't know how I'm going to feel or what I'm going to say when I see them over the holidays. I am thinking I am just going to be a no-show um, this holiday season. My name is Michelle, and I'm calling from Hawaii. Happy Thanksgiving. Well, I won't be spending Thanksgiving with family. They are in Arkansas. They are Trump supporters, and I'm not. I will be spending Thanksgiving with other like-minded people at a wonderful potluck with friends and the family of my heart rather than the family of my blood. So, um, aloha. This is David from Portland, Oregon calling. My brother emailed me the day after the election results were announced to gloat about the election of Donald Trump and to make fun of my protesting that election in Portland. I have severed my relationship with my brother. Painful but easy to do. Hello, I call from Springfield, Oregon. My name is Alvi. Um, my wife's side of the family is definitely did vote for Trump. We did not. I unfriended my sister-in-law a month ago when she tried to insist that Trump was right, and we are very happy with we will not be spending Thanksgiving with them this year. To a relief. Thank you. Hi, my name is Michael Gray. I'm calling from uh, Keller, Texas. And I wanted to say that uh, I've actually excommunicated my father and sister, my half-sister, sort of from my life over this election. This was a big deal. I grew up in the South, deep Alabama. I've seen what racism and hatred is. I've seen cross burnings. I've seen a body hung from a tree in front of Alabama A&M campus. I will never, ever associate with anybody that would support a person that brings back that way of life into our country. I will not associate with anybody that voted for Donald Trump, period. That's my story. 
Goodbye. I'll wrap up this episode by citing the guy who made Thanksgiving an official American holiday, Abraham Lincoln. He said people should, quote, solemnly, reverently, and gratefully acknowledge what's good about the U.S. with one heart and one voice. He said that, of course, during the Civil War, hoping it would bring people back together. The country's celebrated 152 Thanksgivings since then. And now a lot of people think Americans are in another kind of civil war. But listening to all these messages, I still heard a little hope that gratitude can overcome bitterness this Thanksgiving. You can reach me on Twitter at Rupa Shinoy or post your thoughts on the Otherhood Facebook page. Thanks very much for listening. Have a happy Thanksgiving. I'm Rupa Shinoy, and this is Otherhood from PRI. Oh,